Support for the Roster Watch podcast and for the Tradecast comes from Manscaped, who is number one in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code ROSTERWATCH at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code ROSTERWATCH. Ladies and gentlemen, Roster Watch Nation, welcome back to the epic Roster Watch podcast brought to you by rosterwatch.com. My name is Alex Dunlap. This will be the week 11 DFS walkthrough and breakdown pod. Uh, Going to go through the main slate here on DraftKings and FanDuel. Of course, this is an addendum to all of the DFS products available over there at Roster Watch. We certainly encourage you to get a pro membership if you don't have one. And that's a great way to support us. It's a great way to let us know that you appreciate what we do with these podcasts, pushing these things out, taking our time while a shitty football team like Texas happens to be playing and that I'd be interested in watching. But I have to get this pod out because I committed to getting these out every week. And when you commit to something, you see it through. We would just like you to please, if you're not going to get a pro membership, you're not going to support us in that way, just make sure you've gone into Apple Podcasts and you've rated and reviewed the pod. Because if not, you know, I'd get get tilted even talking about it. But if if you listen to this podcast every week and you haven't given given us a rating and a review, which is some of you, you can fuck off. Go fucking eat, eat a bag of dicks. All right, let's get on to the games here. We will go to, um, let's see what we're going to start with. Always very organized. Make sure and make make sure when you give get a review, give a review. Uh, t- talk about how organized the podcast is. <laughs> the Dallas at Detroit. Dallas a seven point favorite here in this one after opening up as four point favorites. I'd imagine that line shifted heavily once we found out there would indeed be no Matt Stafford in this game. A lot more Jeff Driscoll. Eighty four percent of the tickets on Dallas. Eighty five percent of the bets. I'm sorry, 84% of the tickets and or the bets, right? 85% of the money is on Dallas. So there is there is sharp support for the public sentiment here that favors the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, 47 over under here. One thing I will say, man, I always talk about my, my buddy uh, Derek Cardi. We do the show over on Roto Grinders. He, his cash game play this week is Jeff Driscoll at quarterback. And Cardi's a good cash player, so you know I think you can probably consider Driscoll on DraftKings. He's super cheap. I believe, what, like 4800 or something like that. Uh, he's got a little bit of rushing upside to him. He's got some good weapons to throw to. However, I do worry about Kenny Galladay. It's just he he's not – he and Marvin Jones have always been a little bit different And that Kenny Galladay seems to shrink in the coverage of these big uh, outside corners, the types of Byron Jones, whereas Marvin Jones – you know, he's always been a guy, even before Xavier Rhodes turned shitty, he would have big games against that guy. Uh, regardless, you know, he has he, – Jeff Driscoll has weapons in this game. Jones, Galladay, am I playing either of them as one-offs here outside of, like, tournament stacks? No. And even if I'm playing Jeff Driscoll in cash, I'm probably not going to stack him with either of those two guys. But I think, in, you know, uh, 
as a deep tournament play, you might be able to stack Jeff Driscoll with a couple of those players. Um, you know, TJ Hawkinson might be a, a deep play you can consider there. This is a bad week at tight end. And I think as you're putting together your tournament lineups, you'll realize this and, and you know, you'll, you'll say to yourself, well, it, it, if I can't pick one of these assholes, you know, and, and there's, you, you know, I can't pay up for Darren Waller and, Mark Andrews seems entirely too expensive for what is a pretty bad matchup for opposing tight ends in, in Houston. Austin Hooper's hurt. George Kittle's hurt. It's hard to play Greg Olson because anytime you play Greg Olson, it feels like you're playing like fucking four of these um, Panthers, as we'll get to. Uh, you know, I mean, sometimes it, you can stack your tight end with your quarterback. You know, just get get a little stack there. Like, make the decision easy on yourself. Uh, there, there are a couple of plays we'll discuss, and a couple of these guys on the cheat sheets. But it's it's a it's a tough week at tight end, so I think that Hawkinson could be considered. And then, of course, Danny Amendola, a very very low priority play on the Dallas side. Zeke Elliott, man, he seems a little too expensive, doesn't he, for the level of for the level of receiving work that he's been getting. I'm not sure if this is because you know Randall Cobb has been picking up a little bit of extra work out of the slot or what, like what it is. But Zeke Elliott has not been getting the work in the receiving game and just not looking like the proper bell cow that we've come to expect out of him. He does have a three-reception prop in this game and a 114 total rushing plus receiving yards uh, over under. He's also minus 250 to score, which is the second-best touchdown odds on the slate, so you can always play him. Dak Prescott uh, it could be an elite play here. You can stack him with Amari Cooper and or Michael Gallup. I'm probably not going to touch any Randall Cobb. Um, in anything outside of you know mass multi-entry tournaments certainly not anybody who's cash viable and I, i'm I, I think zeke is, is isn't much of a cash play really either despite the fact this is the number five matchup of the week he just comes in such an awkward pricing tier at nine thousand on DraftKings. i mean if you look over on fanduel i think he makes much more sense because you know over on fanduel he's actually cheaper he's zeke elliott's 8400 over there so much better point per dollar play over there. The same could be also said, of course, of uh, Dalvin Cook, who is 8,900 80, uh, on DK, 8,600 on FanDuel. Makes a little bit more sense over there on um, FanDuel than he does on DraftKings, especially considering the fact that we're not really getting much receiving work out of Ezekiel Elliott right now. Maybe that'll change. Uh, certainly hope it'll change, not only for his prospects as a season-long asset, but also just for the you know, just for the Dallas Cowboys, I think that the NFL is a little bit more fun when that offense is firing on all cylinders and Zeke's not being used to his maximum potential at this point. Um, okay, let's move on to the next one. That is, Jesus Christ, man, my app here. Um, Jacksonville at Indianapolis. We have a 43 total in this game after opening at 44. We have 52% of the tickets on Jacksonville plus Two and a half, along with 61% of the money here on Jacksonville and Nick Foles' return game. Uh, of course, Leonard Fournette's always in play. Over on FanDuel, he is a better play where he is 7,200. Looking here at the Vegas tool, uh, that's a big difference. Yeah, so he's 7,900 on DraftKings. So once again, more salary cap on FanDuel, and he is cheaper. He's actually coming up as the number one value on the Vegas tool this week. He has a 107 uh, yard over under as far as his um, his prop this week. That's 76.5 rushing, uh, 30.5 receiving. He has a four reception prop, which is actually a four and a half reception prop just with juice on the under. 
He's minus 120 to score this week. I think probably the more popular play, though, is a guy who I've heard getting talked up a whole bunch with Nick Foles' return is D.D. Westbrook. And the narrative there is that um, Nick Foles has consistently targeted slot-wide receivers more than anyone and has shown a good chemistry with D.D. Westbrook dating back to the preseason there in Jacksonville. Uh, but it, it should it should go without saying that I believe – Nick Foles was hurt on a completion to DJ Chark. I think that you could probably play either one of them. Nobody will be on DJ Chark this week. So maybe uh, for ownership purposes, you could look to him. But at 4,500 on DraftKings, I think that, you know, I'm with my buddy Cardi here and and, uh, my guy Blender HD, who I did the show with um, just earlier today. I think that D.D. Westbrook at that price and given how this slate kind of comes together – you can maybe consider him for cash games. He, I mean, he's 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 getting massive targets. He is healthy, and it would seem that he would have a, a little bit higher floor with Nick Foles in there, who's a better quarterback than um, Gardner Minshew. I think is he? I think. Um, on the indie side, I'm not sure. I mean, maybe this is the week you play Marlon Mack. You get back on the train. I don't know. I, I don't give a shit about the about the Colts. I'm not playing any of them. Uh, Denver at Minnesota. This game has a 40.5 over under. We have the Minnesota Vikings minus 10 in this spot. 57% of the tickets on the Minnesota Vikings to cover it, but only 44% of the money. So maybe these sharps out in Vegas who like betting on the shitty teams are loading up here on the Denver Broncos, who are certainly a shitty team. Um, Let's see. The plays here in this game. Dalvin Cook, of course, he's always good. I mean, you worry a little bit about how often Alexander Madison gets put in there, and if this game does blow out, like it's set to possibly blow out, we, we could see Dalvin Cook yanked at some point like we have seen. With that being said, I mean, the dude... Uh, he's had a he's had a he's had a pretty epic floor this year, and, and his his usage is terrific. That offense clearly revolves around him. I believe I, you know, what is his touchdown dependency? Let's see, touchdown dependency tool here at Roster Watch. So Dalvin Cook, yeah, yeah, only thirty percent touchdown dependent. So he's it isn't like a Christian McCaffrey, thirty-seven percent. Aaron Jones, forty-eight percent touchdown dependent. I mean, all these guys: Derrick Henry, thirty-eight; Austin Eckler, thirty-eight; Josh Jacobs, thirty. So he's more along the lines of like a Josh Jacobs as far as touchdown dependency than he is the Christian McCaffreys, the Aaron Joneses, the Derrick Henrys. I mean, he's basically only as touchdown dependent as like a Chris Carson or an Ezekiel Elliott. Look at Leonard Fournette here on this goddamn list. Did we even even mention Leonard Fournette when we talked about the Jags? We, we I, I should have. Leonard Fournette's certainly in play. He's only 5.15% touchdown dependent. This fucking guy's only had one touchdown this season. He has 831 rushing yards. He's had one touchdown. He, he, ba- he, he should have scored probably six more touchdowns by now based on that rushing yard expectation. Just unbelievable. Um... Look, when, and when they come, they're going to come in buckets. Anyway, back to Dalvin. He's perfectly fine in play. No Adam Thielen in this game. Uh, that could continue to open things up for the tight ends. Kyle Rudolph and Irv Smith, I think they're both deep tournament flyers. Stephon Diggs, you can always, you know, you can always play Stephon Diggs, although this is a tough matchup versus Denver. That defense, unlike the offense, is is not a, a, a heaping pile of dog shit. Um 
on the Denver side, have I forgot about anybody? A cousin? I mean, cousins? No one's going to play cousins. I just don't know about that. I think if you have interest in anybody here, it's going to be Dalvin, right? Maybe one of those tight ends because, like we talked about earlier, these tight ends are so bad. Rudolph, Irv Smith, both, both pretty affordable. On the Denver side, no thank you. You can, no thank you. Houston to Baltimore, the over-under here is 51.5. We have 50% of the tickets on Houston along with 50%, 52% of the money. Uh, Baltimore is four and a half point favorites in this spot at home. Look, Lamar Jackson is just an unbelievable freak. He is a guy who's basically, what is he, like running? He would be running back 11 or something on the season if we were just to use his rushing yards alone. Add all that into the fact that he can throw touchdowns as well. He's a bit just like a trash man favorite. Uh, you know, trash man always said his favorite types of fantasy players were running backs that threw touchdowns. That was back when we first started roster watch. We were talking about guys like Mike Vick. Um, look, it, uh, we, we Marquise Brown has been questionable all week. It seems like he's going to play. Mark Andrews, people worry about his snap counts. They worry about his, uh, you know, lack of a, 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 you know, his lack of playing time. But the fact of the matter is he runs just as many routes as these other dudes. Uh, it, the problem is he's just, he's so damn expensive, you know, and, and when you're going to, when you're going to pair Lamar Jackson with somebody, do you want it to be Marquise Brown? Do you want it to be Mark Andrews? There's literally nobody else to pair him with. Uh, that's why, and you know, I think in tournaments you you should be pairing your quarterback with at least one pass catcher. But I think in cash you're fine to roll out, roll out Lamar, you know, all by himself, just roll him out naked. That's what I'm doing this week, and or at least I think for the head heads I put out there so far, um, because it's possible to do. If it like we'll have to have a discussion about Christian McCaffrey and how we handle the Panthers and stuff. But if you don't pay up for Christian McCaffrey and you kind of go value at running backs, which we do have this week, you, you can you can you can get in Michael Thomas and you can play Lamar Jackson. And we'll and we'll talk about how on the Houston side, Will Fuller's been ruled out, so that maybe makes it a little bit a little bit better of a draw for DeAndre Hopkins, who seems who seems. Uh, Underpriced is same with Kenny Stills, but both those guys are reserved for tournament stacks with Deshaun Watson. As far as I'm concerned, that secondary with the addition of Marcus Peters, the return of Jimmy Smith, they're just, I mean, having Earl Thomas back there at safety is just so much better when you have those talented corners all in place and the scheme is in place to work for what Martindale wants to do. And it feels like that's what's happening right now. They're at home. Deshaun Watson takes a bunch of sacks. Uh, I just, I don't think it's the optimal upside play. If you're going to play DeAndre Hopkins, you should be playing him on FanDuel, where he's a lot cheaper. On the Baltimore side, I don't play Mark Ingram in these kinds of spots. I just don't, I don't want to do it. Houston's a team that begs you to throw deep on him, and Marquise Brown is the kind of player who can, who can, who can beat them deep. Um, as we talked about earlier, Houston, not a great matchup for opposing tight ends, but I see Mark Andrews as being a little bit matchup proof based on his usage when he is running routes. So I'm fine with you playing Andrews with him. I'm fine with you playing Marquise with him, but I just, I don't know where else I would go. Um, oh, and, 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 and don't play Kiki QT. They, they, they hate him. Byron, is there anything worse 
then whenever you're trying to shave your your balls and you have to use the same razor or the same trimmer or whatever that you use on your face. Oh, I just puckered up thinking about it. <laughs> it hurts, dude. It hurts. You can, especially if you use an actual razor, you will cut your nuts. Um, that's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. They have the new Lawnmower 2.0. It has proprietary skin-safe technology, so the trimmer won't nick your cut, nick cut snag. It, you know none of that stuff. Your nuts are going to be safe. So manscaping accidents are finally a thing of the past. You, like I said, man, you like who uses the same trimmer? on their dirty balls and their grundle in between their, their like the back of their ball sack and their exit hole. Like how are you going to use the same trimmer on your face that you put there? It's like, look, 85% of women think that grooming or a lack of grooming is a major turnoff. 80% of women think men should manscape below the belt and 89% of men think good grooming is essential to their professional success. Like, that comes from the business wire. So, look, here's what we've found from the Manscaped products. They have the new Lawnmower 2.0, which is better than the original Lawnmower. And you might ask how much better. Well, so, all right, so now it trims at 6,000 strokes per minute. That's up from 4,000 strokes per, per minute with the original one. And the battery life has improved from 15 minutes on one charge all the way up to 60 minutes. And it includes a rechargeable battery now. No more double A's. The trimming head's also now replaceable with the lawnmower 2.0. It's now waterproof, guys. I'm telling you, you all you got to do is get that lawnmower, get it down there. It takes a few minutes. They, they give you this, uh, they give you some like newspaper looking stuff to stand on so it's easy to clean up afterwards and then you just kind of get this this ball deodorant this ball toner just kind of get it rubbed around on there you're gonna be feeling silky and smooth before you know it and you're not gonna ever remember what it was like before you started using manscaped alex i couldn't believe it ever since i got my sample kit from manscaped my girlfriend from dallas has been flying out way more often to come see me for a sweaty greek man like me she absolutely loves the ball deodorant and then the ball toner so smooth and shiny and so tight She's able to bounce a half dollar off those hush puppies. And also, man, that you know me, Alex. I got Greeks, we got a lot of chest here. I'm able to use that lawnmower up top too. All right. So you can get 20% off and free shipping with promo code rosterwatch at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use promo code rosterwatch. Join the other dudes helping themselves with Manscaped with a special offer just for our listeners. Get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. That's right. Manscaped is offering rosterwatch listeners 20% off and free shipping. To get yours, go to manscaped.com and use promo code rosterwatch. Again, manscaped.com and use promo code rosterwatch to get 20% off and free shipping. That's manscaped.com and use promo code rosterwatch. New York Jets and Washington Redskins, the real, real flush, flushing down the old fucking toilet bowl here. Uh, 38 and a half over under, Washington's two and a half point favorites. 72% of the tickets on the Jets, 76% of the money. All right, on the Washington side, we have Darius Geis coming back this week. Uh, the, that, that offense is still a heaping pile of dog shit with Dwayne Haskins be, uh, behind center. I think the only viable play on the whole offense is Terry McLaurin, who was college teammates with Dwayne Haskins. So even though Haskins sucks... Maybe they could have developed some sort of uh, or rekindled some sort of rapport over the bye week. McLaurin just versus these slow corner. I mean, McLaurin runs a four three. 
and he's an elite route runner, and he's an alpha, and he's going against basically the slowest secondary, the bunch of DBs there are in the whole entire league. So even Haskins, who sucks, should be able to find some success against these idiots. That's all. I mean, it's fuck. On the New York Jets side, I don't know. I mean, Washington sucks too. Play, play who you want. This isn't a game you should go around like stacking or, you know, maybe a couple of one-off plays. Le'Veon's questionable. Keep an eye on that. If, if he couldn't go, Ty Montgomery would become an, automatically an excellent play if he is healthy. Which I like. He he was banged up himself for a little while. Let me look at the. This is a kind of weird side note here. I didn't think I'd be looking up anything about Ty Montgomery. But just in case, so Ty Montgomery is not on the, is not on the injury report. Okay. Um, who is, it seems like I'm missing some kind of injury here. Let's see. So for the Jets, so Le'Veon Bell, he's got illness, or rim, illness, ribs, and a knee. Keep an eye out for Demarius Thomas, too. It looks like he's, in, he's uh, questionable with the knee and the hamstring. Oh, yeah, Paul Paul Richardson for the Redskins out. Another reason why I really like Terry McLaurin. All right, next game here, Atlanta at Carolina. This one will be chalky. A 49 over-under in this game, which has actually plummeted since it's open at 54. 62% of the tickets on the under, along with 61% of the money. Carolina, a four-point favorite here. 66% of the tickets on Carolina, along with 56% of the money. Um you know, probably the most popular play of the week or one of the most popular plays of the week is going to be Brian Hill of the Atlanta Falcons now that we know that there is no Devontae Freeman. The last week, whenever the Falcons somehow came out of nowhere to beat the socks off of the goddamn New Orleans Saints, uh, Devontae Freeman was hurt early in that game, but before he went out, he caught three balls on four targets. As a front runner, Brian Hill played 51% of snaps last week, basically all the snaps once Devontae Freeman went out. <coughs> he was a guy who um, got 21 touches. Whenever, you know, some people knew him coming out because of watching the tape from Wyoming with Josh Allen. He's a good player. He's not the best athlete, but he's good. He's looked really good in the preseason. A guy that we played a ton of in preseason DFS, so much better than these sluggos like Quadri Allison or Kenyon Barner, who's basically just a core special teams player at this time. So Brian Hill should get a bunch of work versus one of the worst run defenses in the whole league. I mean, Ron Rivera and these Carolina Panthers dare you to run on their ass. Everybody runs all over them. So I think that it makes a lot of sense to play Brian Hill here in this spot. Um, he, he'll be he'll be popular, but I think in cash games I'm playing him. And look, I'm gonna I'm probably play him in tournaments too. It, the, he makes this game kind of easy to stack because look, we we should we should be interested in playing Brian Hill. We should be interested in playing Julio Jones. Interested in Calvin Ridley, maybe to a lesser degree, Russell Gage who's going to be somewhat trendy, I think, this week if people are trying to pay up to get to Christian McCaffrey and Michael Thomas. Speaking of Christian McCaffrey, of course, he plays on the other side of the football. And I think the real question is, we're going to have values here in Brian Hill. We now have looking like values going to be opening up with Miles Sanders because we there's no Jordan Howard and no Darren Sproles. We'll get to that. 
the question becomes, do you want to play Michael Thomas in that lineup? Or do you want to play Christian McCaffrey in that lineup? Because you can play one of them. You can't really play both. Maybe in a tournament you could play both if you wanted to play like Ryan Finley and stack him with Auden Tate and Tyler Boyd. Maybe you could get the rest of that lineup in, I guess. But in cash, if you want to pay up for Lamar Jackson, um, it's just it's it's really hard to do. What, what I think what a lot of people will be doing will be pivoting off of Christian McCaffrey and going on DraftKings and going down to Josh Jacobs at 6,900 as opposed to paying 10.5 for McCaffrey. But McCaffrey, every week, he's the best play in a vacuum. He has the highest projection of any player. And like I always say, it's like, I mean, I'm, I'm not telling you not to play Christian McCaffrey. I, hell, I'll, t- I'll tell you play Christian McCaffrey. It, it, it's, it's, just, it's just about the kind of team that you're trying to put together. Last week, you would have been fine playing Christian McCaffrey. You'd have been fine fading Christian McCaffrey. Is that at this point, what I'm saying is at this point, he's appropriately priced. D, DJ Moore is not. He's too, way too cheap. Um, Vernon Davis. No, he's, he's as old as Vernon Davis. Greg Olson. It's pretty pretty cheap. Might be a little too cheap as well. That guy's seen a bunch of targets, man. Curtis Samuel, uh, could it be the week that he really finally pops off and has a big game? I believe he's one of the one of the top air yards um, guys on the whole season so far. I've looked that up. I think he's his. When I was looking at the air yards, his air yards were just way way up there when I was doing my initial research here this week. Let's see. Air yards. So for wide receivers, we have air yards on the season. Jesus Christ. Curtis Samuel is one, two, three, four, five, sixth in air yards. He has 1,044 air yards, only 442 receiving yards. That is just unbelievable. 15.4 average depth of target. And the thing that hurts him. The thing that hurts him is Kyle Allen. He's got a little pee-pee arm. He's, he, he doesn't sling it down the field the same way. So maybe DJ Moore is the guy to play until we can kind of figure out how we can get that connection up and up and running there between those two guys. Kyle Allen, I think, is a pretty good streamer this week. Play Kyle, you know, they're just, yeah, streamer. You know, that's a season long term. But I think he's a pretty good deep um, punt sort of DFS play. You can stack him with McCaffrey and DJ Moore and just lock in a ton of that offense. Maybe bring it back on the other side with Julio. Uh, you know, I think it makes a lot of sense. James Bradbury, let's check and see what his um, – let's see what James Bradbury's status is, if he's been upgraded. Bradbury. So is James Bradbury not on the, init, on, not on the final injury report? Really? It doesn't look like he is. Hold on. Panthers. So only Dante Jackson is listed as questionable in the final injury report. So it looks like Bradbury will go. Ross Cockrell has already been ruled out. Dante Jackson questionable. So look, I don't care. Julio, it's, it's, dude, it's, 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 it's Julio Jones and Bradbury sucks. I'll tell you what, you don't have to sit back and watch the season unfold with your hands in your pockets because you too can get in on the action. You can support your team every weekend or take advantage of your football knowledge to bring home the bacon with my bookie. Between football season, the start of the NBA season, the NHL season, it's time to get off the sideline and get on the action. 
There's plenty to bet on and always cash to be won. If you're the kind of guy who likes to bet a little to win a lot, try a parlay. For instance, if you like a couple of the big favorites this week, parlays are perfect because they let you bet a, you know, a little bit on multiple games uh, and you bet them together so you can get a much bigger payout. So if you're going to bet this season, do the smart thing and go with mybookie.ag because nobody gives you more ways to win. If you really want to support your team this season, don't just sit on the sidelines. Get in the game with mybookie. And if you join right now, mybookie will double your first deposit. So it's, it's, it's free money. If you put in $100, they will, they will give you $200 total to bet with there on mybookie.ag. But you have to use this promo code. Use promo code ROSTER to activate the offer. That's promo code ROSTER to double your cash. So visit mybookie.ag today. Remember, use promo code ROSTER to activate that that 2x deposit bonus. That is at mybookie.ag. Visit today. You play, you win, you get paid. All right, Buffalo at Miami. We have the Bills as seven-point favorites here in this spot. The over-under is sitting now at 40.5. 57% of the bets on the Bills, 55% of the money. And if you want to play a Miami player, fine. I, I, I heard arguments today from Cardi and Blender HD to play Kalen Balazs, to which I said, you guys fucking play all the Kalen Balazs you want. Play all the Kalen Balazs you want. Keep the, don't, don't, don't put that evil on me. Um, my interest is pure. And to, look, Devontae, people are talking about Devontae fucking Parker. You're going to play him against Tredavious White? Again, have fun with that. No, thank you. Jesus, where do people get these ideas? I've, I've really, where do people get these cockamamie ideas? Just, it, fucking, it's, it, it's insanity. So I'm talking about, a, talking about a corner that's like shuts down Odell Beckham. You're going to play Devontae fucking Parker against him? Unbelievable. On the Buffalo side, play Josh Allen. I love John Brown this week. Played Singletary. That's an out of sight, out of mind kind of play. Miami sucks, man. Like the Buffalo on the road. This is a six and three team versus a two and seven Miami team. This is like have we all forgotten that Miami sucks. I think the Bills are in fine spots here. Josh Allen, John Brown, and Devin Singletary in tournaments. I think Devin Singletary on FanDuel especially. All right, next game. Uh, Shit, then we'll be on to the, yeah, we really did blast through this, thankfully. I got to watch Texas already behind 7-0. Um, and, of course, I'll be on the air on Saturday night, Sunday morning, if you guys want to hear me expand on any of this, have some good guests coming on. My buddy The Siege from Arbor Pro <coughs> will join on Saturday night. You can listen on Sirius Live, 7 to 9 Eastern, or on demand with the Sirius XM app. Also, of course, the game day edition tomorrow, 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern. All right, New Orleans to Tampa Bay. Lots of interesting plays here. It seems like every time Tampa Bay, every week Tampa Bay's in one of these shootout games. Drew Brees, though, has been just awful in games where he's played outdoors. So in 2019, when he's away and outdoors, we can't really count. It's not really applicable because he was hurt in the only game that he's been away and outdoors. That was at the Rams. In 20, I'm sorry, that was, that was this year. 2018, he's averaged 23, he, he averaged 23.6 points per game. When he was 
Uh, outdoors and away, he averaged 17.83, so a six-point difference there. In 2017, 20.1 fantasy points on the season, 17.2 when he was out outdoors and away. In 2016, he averaged 26.4 uh, fantasy points per game. When he was outdoors and away, he averaged 15.95. 2015, he averaged 25.3 fantasy points per game. When he was outdoors and away, he averaged 16.04. That's fucking brutal, man. But the one thing that's more brutal than those shitty splits is this Tampa Bay defense that had to get rid of Vernon Hargraves last week. Now, they do get Carlton Davis back, who's one of their better uh, players on the, on the back end of that defense. But, dude, Michael Thomas is going to fucking eat in this game. And Traquan Smith might eat too. Ted Ginn might eat too. Jared Cook, probably the best matchup he'll face for the rest of the season. It's a tough spot for Alvin Kamara and for Latavius Murray, but in tournaments, Alvin Kamara could be interesting because if he gets used in the receiving game, whenever Todd Bowles keeps bringing all of these run blitzes, that could be good for him. So I would not shy away from Alvin Kamara, basically the cheapest price we've seen him at since, I don't know, the last time we saw Alvin Kamara. I mean, was it maybe like the beginning of it? You know, towards the middle or so of his rookie year, like how much is Kamara this week? Kamara is only seventy four hundred on DraftKings, seventy eight hundred on FanDuel. He's minus one eighty five to score. And I mean, he's he's getting you nineteen touches a game, almost six almost six uh, catches per game. So you could you could definitely, I think you could probably do worse. Uh, than Alvin Kamara in tournaments, but I'm not getting super excited about it. On the Tampa Bay side, you know, play a game of pin the tail on the on the on the Buccaneers donkey with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Just blindfold yourself, have your kids spin you around, and go go. I don't know, go pin the tail on one of these assholes. I wouldn't play them both in a game stack. They're just too expensive. You know, if you're gonna if you're gonna stack them, like how are you gonna stack? Jameis Winston, Mike Evans, and Chris Godwin didn't have any salary left to do anything worth a dick with the rest of your team. You're not going to be able to. So I probably, in those stacks, I'd pick one or the other and then bring it back on the other side with a Julio or a Calvin Ridley or a something like that. You know, Bryant or no. Were we even talking about the right game? No. A, uh, sorry, I was just getting a, I was getting a text from my guy Siege about coming on tonight. I forgot. I, no, not a Julio or Calvin Ridley. I get the NFC South teams mixed up. We're talking about the talking about the Saints here at the Bucks. So you bring it back with a Michael Thomas or a Ted Ginn or a Traquan Smith or a Camara or any of those other guys. Jesus Christ. Too many things at once, guys. I I'm I'm just I'm so torn on Drew. I don't know what to do. You guys know he was my quarterback in high school. <laughs> he put a state championship ring on my finger. I love Drew. And I, I just playing him in a spot like this seems so easy, right? Just stack him with Michael Thomas and move on. Those splits, though, are those splits are tough, man. Um, all right, next. Move on to the afternoon. Arizona, San Francisco. This game has a 44 over-under. San Francisco's 10-point favorites here after opening up his 14-point favorites. We have 73% of the tickets on Arizona, along with uh, only 57% of the money. So not much sharp support here for the public sentiment that the Arizona Cardinals can cover. And, I, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I know what I do like in this game. So I'll just tell, I'll just tell you what I do like. Everything else you can just assume that I don't. 
It's all on the San Francisco side. And it's Tevin Coleman because there's no, it looks like there's no Matt Breida. If there's no Matt Breida, it means that I like Tevin Coleman and for extremely cheap dart throw, I like Raheem Mostert. And then with no George Kittle, even though he's acting like he's going to play, he's, I mean, he's listed as doubtful. He's not playing. Wastwelly against the best, you know, the, the best tight end matchup that there is this week. He received seven targets last week, didn't do much with them, but if he's getting that volume, uh, playing all the snaps, you give, if you're playing all the snaps and you're getting seven targets versus Arizona as a tight end, I'll, I'll play you when you cost three, 3K on, on DraftKings or at the damn near minimum. Over on FanDuel. So, Ross Dwelly, people are going to say it's a donkey play. You're going to hear people say that defense for versus position doesn't matter. Yada, yada, yada. That's a trendy thing to say this year. It's like, all right, fine. You fucking, you don't play him. It's a good play. New England at Philadelphia. This game has a, a, a 44.5 over under. New England's four-point favorites. I don't understand how they're not bigger favorites considering all the injuries that Philly's dealing with. I mean, no Deshaun Jackson, no... Alshon Jeffrey, no Jordan Howard, no Darren Sproles. And they're playing they're it's not like they've been it didn't like it didn't like Philly's been great this year. They're only five and four. Carson Wentz has been mediocre. On the Philly side, I don't want to play Zach Ertz because I feel like Belichick's gonna take him out. I, th- I think Dallas Goddard's a better play than Zach Ertz. But look, the the play here is Miles Sanders. That's what I'm most interested in. Um I, he just doesn't seem like the type of guy that Belichick is going to game plan to take out of the football game, right? He's going to get an obvious usage bump. He's getting a good enough market share right now of the team's air yards and of the team's targets just as a just an ancillary piece. And if you project that out over a larger snap share, it's like if, if he gets that efficiency of touches within the larger um, – within the larger frame of, of you know, a, st- a starter's role as far as snaps, he's, he's going to get a good amount of volume. And he is a good player. He started out the year looking like shit with the, with the way that he ran the football. But even the coaching staff have, have admitted in recent weeks he's looking better and better. So not only do we get a guy who could get a little bit of touch volume as a true running back, but also a guy who's going to need to be used in the receiving game as well and it's, as it, with a team that's likely going to be trailing. So especially in PPR, I mean, he's 4,100 on DraftKings. So if you start out with Brian Hill and Miles Sanders in cash, boy, you can fill out a, you can fill out a pretty mean roster around all, all of those guys. No interest in really anybody else in this game outside of Dallas Goddard. On the New England side, um, yeah, like, look, the, it's pretty obvious. The way that you beat Philly is to throw on them. It's not to run on them. They're a they're a, a pass funnel defense, so no Sony Michelle for me. Maybe some James White. I'm, I have a sneaky little interest in Philip Dorsett, but the one I like the best, and I have him currently in my current cash game lineup, is Mohamed Sanu. That guy got 14 targets last week. So uh, if we expect that to continue, I think that this is the perfect matchup for it to continue. He's the type of weapon they can use against these guys: Philip Dorsett, Mohamed Sanu, Julian Edelman, Tom Brady. That's where my interest lies here on the New England Patriots side. And finally, Cincinnati Bengals at Oakland Raiders. This game has a 48.5 over-under with Oakland now 12-point favorites. I believe that gives Oakland the highest implied team total on the week. Um, 57% of the tickets are on the under along with 69% of the money. So, uh, you know, the public and the Sharps think this game goes a little bit under and 
I can I could see that, but I, I it's just I mean, as a twelve point favorite at home, Josh Jacobs against Cincinnati, Jesus Christ. I mean for sixty nine hundred. Lock, lock, lock. <laughs> 